This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, So the past few days I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, Now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, Um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside. Uh, For instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, Based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, So I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. But if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, We want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there in 86 nm martin wrote the first book of what became a cult As I mentioned to you earlier, Tanner, I am in a bad mood because my child refused to say goodnight to me tonight. Walk me through the what happened. Um, what was we, the series of events that led to him outright refusing to say goodnight to you? We can reverse engineer it. This is like the cold case. Okay. I picked him up in the afternoon and took him to swim in a pool in the backyard. Okay. In which just so f- got like, filling up a filling up. He's a, got a lap pool and like a wading pool, or what swim and pool? It's a, a a hose fills up a plastic tub that cost me about eleven dollars, and okay. it, it is large enough to fit the child, and we call it the pool. Okay, so it's like a it's like an ice bath, like an NBA player might go into like ice their knees. Yeah, but it's one hundred and ten degrees out here, so it's not really like that. Okay. Uh, we had a very nice time. Okay. You got and, in there with him? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then I read him a couple stories. 
and then the uh, stranger by um yes the stranger uh, Camus and nausea by jean-paul sartre yeah um and then he watched a documentary about ocean life with his mother and then his mother said um say goodnight to dada yeah and he said i don't want to okay he screamed it i didn't want to scream he screamed it he seemed upset yeah did you say good were you the bigger man did you say goodnight to him no fuck no once once you you cross me you cross me with something like that. I, I ain't saying goodnight to you till you're in fucking college. Yeah. So, yes. I think that's good. I think you have to set some boundaries now and and teach him the consequences of his action. He's never gonna hear his father say "I love you" until he's <laughs> a man grown. Mm-hmm. And that's his fault. It's on him. That's on him. Yeah. And now it's recorded for posterity. My son is a delight. He's yeah. so much fun to hang out with. We just have fun. We chase each other around the house all day. He's got a new favorite game where he likes to put his fingers in my mouth and I bite him. That's lovely. And I go, oh, and he goes, <laughs> ah! <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, I feel better now, actually, now that I've got that off my chest. So I'm ready to podcast. I would like to say that this has been Dead Talk. Yep. Um, I'd love to start the show, and I'm going to do that by saying hi, hi. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. And I'm Jack Shepard. And what we like to do is talk about the Babysitter's Club extended universe. Yes. The Babysitter's Club narrative universe. The BSCCU. The BSCCU. The Babysitter's Club Cinematic Universe. That's right. And this week we're going to be talking about, uh, as we have been the last couple of weeks, the Babysitter's Club Netflix show by The Hand of God, Rachel Schuchert. Yes, The Hand of God and, and the new Ghost Rider. Oh, yes. And we can debut her now or we can debut her later. I don't know what you want to do. I'd love to say the name of the show is what I like to do and that before we do anything. You said the Netflix and the Netflix episode. Club show episode Uh, and this week we're going to be discussing episode number three of the new netflix show babysitter's club season one episode three the truth about stacy good episode very good and you did a great job new ghostwriter who we shan't be naming yet it sounds like no we can now Joanna Callow. Joanna Callow, welcome to the Pantheon. Yes. Joanna 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 Callow the Shui Yang. Uh of course, yes. And she did put a reference uh, to that in the in the film, didn't she? The, the, Christy is <laughs> Christy this week is my baller of the week. <laughs> because she's re- she, the babysitter's agency comes after her and she immediately like checks the art of war out of the library <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and i think jo- joanna was signaling pretty heavily to us that she yeah. wants her her ghostwriter epithet to be the shuai yan which is the snake that strikes from both ends okay so there's the snake called the shuai yan and if you hit the Shui Yang in the head, then its tail will attack you. But if you strike the tail, its head will attack you. And if you strike it right in the middle, both sides will come at you. Hell yes. 
The skillful tactician may be likened to the Shuai Yan. It's found in the Chinese mountains, uh, and it's known for its rapidity of movement. And that's right. If you strike its tail, it'll attack you with its head. If you strike its middle, it'll attack you with the head and the tail. Right. Here's my. Here's the thing about the and and I hate to dunk on Sun Tzu. Okay. But I'm going to be very careful. I don't think I'm afraid of a snake's tail. Because as far as I know, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. I'm not afraid of a snake's middle. I think Sun Tzu is introducing more parts of the snake than there are parts of the snake to be afraid of. Right. Like, he's asking us to buy this premise that, like, like the snake has three scary parts. The mouth with its fangs and poisonous tongue. And the fucking middle part. And then also the tail. And the tail. <laughs> which is just like an, a snake tail. Yeah. And I don't know if we have any snake scientists listening, but it's the tongue that's poisonous, yeah. right? And snake scientists, is the tail or the middle dangerous in any way? Yeah. What's dangerous about the middle of the snake? I guess it, if it's like a constrictor, right, the middle could be dangerous because it could get around your neck and choke you out. But it's striking you. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to ask Joanna. Um, what What else do we know about Joanna? She it's pretty. It's She's coming in pretty hot, asking us to call her this, like, scary snake from the art of war. Yeah. Um, I did do a little research on her. She's a writer. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. She's a producer. Okay. She's written several episodes of a show called Bojack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you what I know about Bojack Horseman. That was the show that I watched during the first year when my child didn't sleep ever at any time. And so I watched all of that show from the hours of like... 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. So I have like a very complicated Stockholm Syndrome relationship with that show, which is good. I hear it's good. She was the producer of a show called Girl Boss, so it's a natural fit for her to be writing for the Babysitter's Club yeah. TV show because they're which all is girl about bosses. girl bosses. And it says uh, on her Twitter page, writer, comma, human, which... Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, right. We know from past experience if Sorry, you have you to mean, advertise it. <laughs> do you mean Shui that strikes from two sides? Yes. Shuayan. She did a good job of this one. Oh, you know what I'm realizing, Tanner? I didn't I wasn't gonna bring this up, but at the at the eleven minute and forty second mark of this film, Stacy McGill is shown taking a bite out of an apple. Um, so we've had a lot of Garden of Eden stuff referred to in... I Don think hasn't each... even been fucking introduced yet, and you're already finding biblical allegories throughout these episodes. That, exactly. Well, I think that they've been hitting this Garden of Eden stuff pretty hard, because I, I guess it's like this transitional time between innocence and experience, where they're like facing the world, and that's what Garden of Eden mythology can represent. But mm-hmm. the introduction of the snake here as well... Really adds a different element. Yeah. The Shui Yan. The Shui Yan. So that's yeah. something to think about, and it's something to keep our eyes on. I do think we should describe this video novel. Yes. Welcome to the Pantheon, Joanna Kahlo, the Shui Yan. The Shui Yan. You are in such um, storied circles as Rachel Schuchert, the hand of God, whom we mm-hmm. will be hearing from a little bit later today. Oh, yeah, we're going to... at the. Uh, uh, we have a guest. We forgot it, to mention we have a guest. Should have said at the beginning. Um, at the end of this episode, before we say goodbye, but after we've said everything else, yeah, that came out well. I felt like that came out well. 
We're going to um, we're going to be speaking with the hand of God. The hand of God came down from whatever golden altar she exists on in the heavens, in mm-hmm. the in the celestial spheres. Yep, and became corporeal. Granted us a little bit of time. Yeah, she became corporeal in the form of a mighty bull, mm-hmm. and. Granted us some time to speak with her about a number of topics. Um, I mean, I would say she granted us some time for her to make pronouncements while we just sort of like stood yes. in awe. In awe and in glory. Yeah. It was yeah. cool. It's a good it's a good little chat we had. And we we're it's gonna be at the end of this episode. Yes. I, not at the end. Again, not at the end. Not at the end. After, but at bef- at some before point before we say goodbye, after we've said everything else. Perfect. It just it's it's very nice. It's like one of those those phrases that just reads well and sounds nice. Yeah, it almost sounds like it could be a uh, like a Blink One Eighty Two album title or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> before we say goodbye, but after we've said everything else. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, maybe like Taking Back Sunday. Oh, you know what it is? It's a brand new. That's a br- this is a deep cut, but that is a brand new song yeah. title. Um, what I'd love to do is well. <laughs> Can I admit something? One sec. Okay. Can you? I was about, sorry. No, I was going to surprise him, but can you come in here? What? Jack, um, I just want to really quickly. Sorry, one sec. Okay. Yeah, come in. Who are you? Sig- he's signaling to someone outside the door, it seems like. You're guessing the mystery. Thank you, Liz, for playing the theme song to Guessing the Mystery. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful, Liz. I, I didn't recognize you. Thank you, Liz. Uh, this was a surprise, Guessing the Mystery, and I did guess the mystery. Yeah. Clear back has in diabetes. episode one. Nope. <laughs> when you and I discussed this young woman all in beige with a hat who takes a flyer from right. Stacy in episode one and makes a face. And Lacey. I said, I bet that woman who took yeah. that flyer is from the babysitting agency. Wait, and for guess real? what, Jack Is that the Shepherd? same actor? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Lacey. That was Lacey. Yes. yes. How come no one told us that? I'm telling you now. <laughs> That I guess the mystery clear back in episode one of this limited. So run that's series. why she made an expression like "yes, nailed it." Yes. Wow. Are you sure? Yes. So it's so that's she's caught red-handed. Yes. Because what Lacey says for the eagle-eyed viewer, yes, she is caught red-handed. Here's what Lacey says when Stacy, I think, quite bravely confronts her. Lacey Lewis of the Babysitter's Agency says, Ugh, Sue me. Or don't. Ideas aren't intellectual property. I'm doing the club, and I'm doing it better. I don't have a curfew, and I can drive myself wherever. Welcome to the free market. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> ring, ring. Let's go now. Hang on, dinner. My phone is ringing. Do you mind okay. if I get this? I would pick it up, yeah. I, and it's it is 
annoying for me yeah. that you have interrupted the podcast by answering your phone. But ring, ring. It's but actually okay. I, I was going to say it stops, but it does. It is still ringing ring, erratic, ring. <laughs> somewhat <laughs> erratically. Uh, maybe I'll let it go to voicemail. Uh, no, I, I, you can grab it if you want. Ring, ring. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hey, it's Jack. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> so I think you must have Jack? the wrong number. Oh, okay. I'm looking for Mark Markson. Oh, this is uh, this is Goliath Hardbody. You know what? I think I can from do Hardbody is, Industries. I've heard of you. I could I could probably patch him in. Okay, I'm you patch I, in. you get this a lot. Your numbers must be very close. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna patch him in. Because I actually have a, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You get back to your podcast. I'll talk to Mark. Stand by for Mark Markson. Okay. <coughs> Hello, Mark. Oh, Goliath. I'm. That's I've been Goliath. waiting for you. Yeah. I'm in a lot of hot water here. Okay. And I need your business savvy. Okay. I got into a bit of an IP dispute with a young woman named Lacey. Lacey son. I don't remember her name. Not Lacey Lewis, I hope. Lacey Lewis, yeah. Okay, yeah. Pretty heated legal battle between Lacey Lewis at the Babysitter's Club Agency and Hardbody Industries, my conglomerate corporation. Mm -hmm. Got my best lawyers on it. Such as She-Hulk, who's one of my lawyers, okay. and Daredevil. Okay, wow, okay. <laughs> and other comic book heroes who are lawyers. Right. I was just going to say, thinking about IP, for a babysitting agency, now don't take this the wrong way, but is okay. it possible that the babysitter's agency is better situated to take advantage of the market than Hardbody Industries, just given the name. What do you mean? You think it's a branding thing? Well, I think Babysitter's Agency really kind of tells a story. Whereas Hardbody Industries, I mean, it projects strength. Hardbody it- Industries has a reputation and a legacy that people have come to really trust. Yeah. In a number of spaces, across a number of industries, including the babysitting industry. Right. Okay, you're right. So I don't really understand where this is coming from, and also why didn't you raise it earlier? Yeah. Do you think we need to pivot? Um, My concern is I'm I'm spending millions of dollars on these attorneys who are in the courts every day fighting Lacey Lewis because she claims that ideas are not intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And I guess I sort of had cornered the market on... A babysitter's club. Babysitting, yeah, like a babysitter's conglomerate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last time I spoke with her, she very smugly said to me, welcome to the free market. <laughs> and I'm I'm That's not stick. sure what that means. Yeah. Um, Here's what I'm thinking about doing, yeah. if I can. I'm thinking about, through a series of shell companies, buying her company the Babysitter's Club agency, mm-hmm. converting it to maybe like a pig farm or <laughs> like one of those companies that rents out Porta Johns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Mark Markson. Yeah. We're business savvy adult professional men. Mm-hmm. That's the segment and that's the bit. Mm-hmm. 
The babysitting part of Goliath Harbody Industries mm-hmm. is kind of a loss leader. I hadn't been meaning to bring this up, but since you do, as a professional businessman and graduate of an extremely impressive business school. That's what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. E-I-B-S. Yeah. Uh, with an MBA from E-I-B-S. nine ninety five an hour to look after people's kids has not been the best use of my time. And I, I, I just assumed that it was helping the company. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you charge that on top of your salary? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, well, welcome to the free market. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, we should be worried about this, Lacey. It sounds like she doesn't have a curfew and she can drive herself wherever. Jesus. Yeah, that feels like a threat, doesn't it? I can't even do that. I have my driver drive me. <laughs> and sometimes he's unavailable. <laughs> We're in a lot of hot water here. I'm going to get She-Hulk and Daredevil on this. Uh, hang on. I've got someone on the other line. Okay. Uh, okay. It's a guy called Jack Shepard. Jack says shit hurt. Shit hurt. <laughs> says he is trying to do a podcast, but we're tying up the phone line somehow. Okay. Um, how you been, Mark? <laughs> I'm worried about you. Just before we go. Difficult to know, honestly, yeah. where I am in life. Uh, I, as you know, I did, I think, join the Navy. Okay. Yeah. And Dave? Missing all these years. Okay. So you've really placed us in the in the canon then. Um, I'm going to let you go. Okay, well, welcome to the free market. Welcome to the free market. <laughs> and scene. Tanner? <clears throat> yes, Jack. What I'd love is to, uh, well, again, I was going to admit this to you, and then we were interrupted. I'm nervous about describing this novel, video novel, because video I for- novel. Yeah. did forget most of what happens in it. Did you just watch it yesterday? Now, yesterday, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what happens. No. Oh, it is your turn, though. Yeah. Put 60 seconds on a big bad clock, and I'll do my damn best. No, I don't want you playing, I swear to God, I don't want you playing cool math games. Okay, it's not loading. Okay, that's what happened last time. Can you just find a 60 second timer? I guess. Or just time it out in your head. It's just so lifeless. <laughs> Let me find like an old fashioned sand timer. 60 second. What sure. do you call those? Hourglass. <laughs> Hourglass. That's fine. But pay attention to me and don't spend the whole time just watching the fucking Ooh, hourglass. should I order one? I'm going to no! order one. <laughs> In five, four, three, two. Okay, um, there's a babysitter's agency in town, and they're taking up all the good jobs. And Stacy confronts them, and uh, Christy's really worried about it because they have this like really slickly produced ad that oh, all so the kids good. are watching. Their sizzle, their their phones. They've got this great sizzle reel, um, and. Uh, Stacy confronts the leader of the agency and she's like, this was our idea. And then the leader, Lacey, is like, the IP, something about IP. We've talked a lot about it. And uh, so they they go to war, war with the babysitter's agency. Um, and then a problem does happen because Stacy's dealing with um, increasing trouble with her diabetes. And um, uh, the babysitter's agency gets their hands on a viral video that 
Lane Cummings and others in New York had circulated of Stacy having a diabetic attack, and the babysitters agency say, "Do you, do out does of time. anyone want You're a babysitter like this?" And You're the implied answer is no, but the actual answer is yes. You're out of time. You missed so much. Lacey Lewis, I want to say her name is. Yeah, we said it a lot already. It lets Jamie Newton play in the street and almost die. Oh, she does a bad job. She's got this very cool boyfriend who does freestyle rapping, and I loved him. So the cool boyfriend, you know what he reminds me of very specifically? is um, It might be before your time, but there's a famous Simpsons episode where Jimbo Jones is like over and putting the moves on his girlfriend and he keeps going, now my pants are chafing me. Hey baby, my shirt's chafing me. Mind if I take it off? Well, okay. I don't believe it. Now my pants are chafing me. Do you know that one? No, I don't remember. But he's dressed exactly like it. He's got this like beanie on his head. Yeah, I remember Jimbo Jones. This guy is so fucking cool. He's, he's cool. so cool, and he does, he does a really bad rap. The rap is awesome. Stacy comes in and she's like, "Hey, we found Jamie Newton in the fucking str- playing like in play- the street. literally playing in traffic, playing chicken with cars." And Lacey's like, "Well, he seems fine to me." Yeah, because Jamie's like, "She told me to go play in traffic." And then the Jimbo Jones dude <laughs> just like is completely unaffected by it. And he's like kind of like half making out with Lacey anyway. And he goes, Kid shouldn't trespass. You're gonna get a hall pass or a Disneyland fast pass, or you're gonna get a head slap. Yeah. And Christy's like, that doesn't even fucking rhyme, dude. Yes, it does. It's a slant rhyme. It Christy. rules. And, and Christy, you're wrong. And that guy He's cool as hell. Yeah. Um interesting. Casting choice on Jamie Newton. Yeah. I would have thought football man Cam Newton. I was expecting him to look a lot more like football man Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. Also interesting casting choice on naming Cam Newton's mom Kim Newton. Is Jamie Newton's mom named Kim Newton? Yeah. They keep calling her Kim. Okay. So that's... uh, Why would you name Cam Newton's mom... Or I guess why would Kim Newton name her son... Cam. <laughs> Cam and Cam. That's lovely. He didn't look anything like Cam Newton. No. It was like did. a young boy. Yeah. At his throwing arm, deeply unimpressive. Pow- yeah, it didn't look great. Yeah, so that's a casting mistake, I think. It would have been so cool to get... What's Cam Newton doing anyway? I think he went to the Patriots, actually. Maybe that's why he's busy. He couldn't take the role. Well, then no one's playing football right now anyway. It's Nothing's happening. Cam Newton could have come and done this. Yeah. They made so many interesting choices about the characters this week. Yeah. Joanna and Anne and Walden Greedia. And Rachel. And Rachel. Yeah. Well, I'm so surprised what they did with Stacy. Okay. So she's got a new thing. So she her she's still got her old things, which is that she's from New York and she has diabetes. Yeah. But they've given her a new thing, which is that she is a um space marine. Oh, you know what? I did miss that. From Warhammer 40K. Okay, yeah. No, I, I think I missed that part. And she's sort of got these body augments. Okay. Where they've kind of latched these mechanisms and machines right into her flesh like a space marine. That's cool. And what yeah. is that for? To fight the... Um... To augment their physical abilities and to... um, What do you call it? 
when you take a little bit of flesh from one part of your body and put it on another part of your body? Uh, inadvisable? No. <laughs> uh, graft. And they ah, kind yes. of grafted this. So the Space Marines, they graft armor under their bodies. Okay. And they give them like special augmentations to help them in battle. And I think that's what they've done here. And the, the whole process is pretty traumatic, I think, to these young... I think they're called Astartes. Okay. Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they implant the gene seed into them and transform their bodies and give them superhuman abilities. And I think what we saw in the video that Lacey Lewis shares mm-hmm. is Stacy undergoing this gene seed process. Okay, to in, in order to become a space marine. I think that, you know, th- these video novels are not set in the 80s. They're set in the indeterminate near future. And so it makes sense to introduce sort of space technology and space fighting and space marines and yeah. who better to do it with than a character like Stacy, who yeah. previously only had two things and could frankly use at least a third thing. Yeah, and now the third thing is that she's kind of got this augmented body and she's becoming a space marine. Yeah. And it's cool. It's really endeared her to me, yeah. I yeah. like it. Did you also, and I and I have another segment very quickly, if, you're, okay. if you'll indulge me. Sure. Um, it's called Dad Watch. Okay. Yeah. And each week. What dad we, did we meet? Oh, we met Ed this week. Ed. Yeah, and this yeah. is about Ed. Yeah. Um, at the three tw- three minute twenty mark, Stacy is revealing her body augments to us in a mm-hmm. in a changing room, and she's trying on outfits with her mom, Maureen. Mm-hmm. And she says, Maureen says, "Although we do have to hurry up and meet your dad at the Footlocker." Uh, okay, so and Ed I think works the implication is Ed works at Footlocker. <laughs> That's a choice. In this universe, Ed is no longer a high powered attorney in New York. He's a high-powered shoe salesman. He's a high-powered shoe salesman in Stony Brook. Yeah, at a Foot Locker. That's cool. I like that. I like that choice. Yeah. It was interesting to see Maureen and Stacy were dressed as twins this week. That's cute. I like that. I try to dress like Jamie as much as I can when we're going out to see people. I'll yeah. try to match my outfit to her, and she hates it. I tried for a long time to get you to coordinate outfits with me at work. I was always willing, I think. You only would do it a couple days in a row, and <laughs> a couple days in a row is pretty fucking generous, Jack. <laughs> no, for for the joke to work, we would need to do it for like a month and never acknowledge. I don't think it. we have that many outfits in common. We you could only have made wear it work. black band T-shirts and jorts, and I only wear <laughs> J. Crew button downs. And I would jeans. have, I would have, if you had shown a little bit more zest for it, I would have committed to the bit and like gone to J. Crew or something. Oh, we could have made it work if we had showed up every day. And then the joke would just be like every time people would be like, you guys are. Did you guys coordinate? And we'd be like, wait, what do you mean? Oh, my God. Oh. It happened again. <laughs> but you didn't. You know, who, you know who that did accidentally happen with all the time is our theme song singer, Scott Lamb. He and I used to essentially dress the exact same to every just single day. Just because you're old, out of touch man. That's different. That's expected. Look who's talking, Mr. Uh, what's the band t-shirt you're wearing today? Uh, it's Advanced Bass. Uh, do you know the band Casio Tone for the Painfully Alone? Um, no. He later went on to do a band, which is also exactly the same band, which is just him and a fucking like Casio Tone, uh, but he called it Advanced Bass. No, I don't know either. 
That's both are cool to listen to, and it's very cool that I listen to both those bands. I think my shirt that I'm wearing today is from The Gap. Yeah, it would have been hard for us to coordinate. I'm realizing that. I do think we probably should take a little break. Okay, I was going to maybe say we should just throw it a break before we go to Rachel. Here's what we should do. As we record a full episode where we say all of the things except goodbye, okay. then we throw to Rachel, and then we say goodbye. Okay. It's it's like a Blink One Eighty Two album title almost, isn't it? Throw to Rachel and say goodbye. <laughs> um. Okay. Goodbye, Jack. Okay. <laughs> goodbye. I'll see you in a minute. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's Jerks, Jumping Jerks, Jack's jumping jerks. and Tanner's Tiny, Tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. now I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep At playing least as 70, much as you 000. want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and w- I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. It's but, and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge-worthy, and it's like, it's bite-sized. You can just play, like, a little bit for, like, 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge-worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And the phone. game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. 
download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> If there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Welcome back to the thrilling adventure oh, hour. Okay, we're doing this still. Okay. What, you have a problem with it? I just don't get the character. Butterman. Butterman is No, Butterman so is clear. I get that. But me, Mr. Margarine, what is he? Like, he's too far. Like, he's villain. He's too far removed from he the. He causes all the issues from the. The copy, the ad copy that we okay, have to do. I guess I, I just don't have. There's not grief, not... anxiety. Yeah. Okay. 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 Welcome back to the thrilling adventure hour. This week, yeah, we return to our film noir detective story starring Butterman P.I. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, it's me, Butterman P.I. <laughs> I was sitting in my office. It was a cold, dark, rainy evening. I saw a silhouette of a busty broad (laughs) in my uh, office window. I beckoned her to come in. It was the gee gal. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wait, and that's that's me? She was legs all the way up, all the way down, and something told me that if I took this case, I'd be dealing with a lot of stress problems. Depression, anxiety, relationship issues. I probably lose a lot of sleep. Um, Grief, self-esteem issues. But uh, how could I turn down a beauty like this? Butterman. It says on the door. Hey, Butterman. It says on the door outside that you're looking for trouble. Uh, No, it says on the door outside that if you're looking for butter, (laughs) butterhelp.com can help and i'll send out my licensed cream slurs to get you the butter you need i well i've got a problem i'm ghee gal and for folks who don't know ghee is a kind of clarified butter yeah and i butter man i'm looking to connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient that i could start communicating in under 24 hours specifically for something that's not self-help that and that is professional counseling well, lady, I can't help you with that, but you know who can? <laughs> BetterHelp.com. My friends at BetterHelp.com. <laughs> okay. Anything you share with BetterHelp.com is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right now. Okay, and I've got another problem. Yes. Uh, there's been a murder. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, this I can help with, because in addition to doing butter crimes, I am a private eye. Yeah, and well, the, wait. Let me ask: Is it butter related? The murder? Yeah, because uh, I focus on butter related. A number of licensed cream slurs were taken out. God, those are my friends, my <laughs> trusted employees. Um, I should mention that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to charge counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Uh, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I already said that. And Gee Gal, yeah. listeners, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash babysitters. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's 
BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash babysitters. I love you and I kiss you and I think we're going to need to keep workshopping this character. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner, we have an awful lot to get through in a very little amount of time. So yes. I w- uh, would appreciate your indulgence and your attention. Um, what I would Just walked lo- out into the other room. Okay, perfect. Exactly what I didn't want. On a break. Yeah. And my wife, who claims mm-hmm. to love me mm-hmm. and respect me. I've heard her say it in front of an officer of the peace, which was me, because I was officiating. Was watching the Babysitter's Club Netflix show. Okay, already kind of a slight against you. And was watching ahead. What? I think she grew intolerant of me constantly pausing the show to take notes and like write little jokes to myself and like laugh to myself. (laughs) "Hmm, It'll be funny to say on the show. (laughs) And now she's just watching it without me. She's watching ahead. That's fucking outrageous. And during your podcast too? During my podcast. That is so upsetting. Did she seem sheepish? She seemed brazen. She seemed okay. belligerent. Okay. She's she's doing it at you. She's watching it at you. Mm. I think That's so. tough. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, my wife was cooking a vegan flatbread with summer squash Jesus. when I went out to take a break and waiting until I'm done to so that we can share a, a movie together. What a fucking beautiful domestic life you live. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tanner... I would love to talk about agency and determinism in this video novel. Um, okay. We've talked about this a little bit before in the- Heidegger? Claudia. You're not going to talk about Heidegger, are you? I'm not. You told me I'm not allowed to. Yeah, he's canceled. <laughs> I was going to talk about Althusser, but he's fucking canceled too. They're all canceled. Listen, this video novel is a fascinating comment in many ways on the concept of agency. Uh, and it comes about especially in relation to it's the funny. phone. Agency, babysitter's club agency. Right. It's a clever play on words. Yeah. Um, the the phone, which if you remember from the Claudia and the Phantom phone calls episode, had been a symbol of randomness, of chaos, uh, sort of negative determinism via a failed communicative act, which is what the Phantom phone caller was, is now deployed in this video novel, to affirm the notion of personal agency. Do you remember the moment in this video novel? Uh, It's at 710, so if you don't remember it, I can fucking refresh your memory. Someone calls the Babysitter's Club phone and says, Agency. 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 Yeah. I do remember that. So that's fascinating. It's kind of turning this concept on its head. This sort of failed communicative act of the previous episode has been converted into this idea that we all maybe do have personal agency, that for the Babysitter's Club to thrive, for any of us to thrive, we need to exert agency and that determinism is a dangerous way of looking at the world and, in fact, what we should do is embrace our freedom, embrace our agency, embrace our free will. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What decision led you to recording a podcast with me tonight? It's just kind of how we've always done it. And what decision led to that decision? The original decision was I broke the fucking mold. And what decision led to that decision? And do you see where I'm going with this? Every decision is caused by a decision before it. 
And if I, we can go back endlessly yeah. with a series of decisions, yeah. back through the echoes of time to the very beginning, yes. to the Big Bang, to to God reaching down and, and giving life to the universe, every yeah. decision has no, led to this. another decision after that. And now we're in this moment here, Jack, and we're just... In the I middle of a series of decisions yes. and outcomes. I understand. And that. we're all guided I, along a cosmic path by a series of decisions and outcomes. And there I is no such thing as free will. I we're do understand stuck. what you're saying. I get it. I've heard this. Uh, but I'm not here to debate determinism with you. <laughs> Very specific. We have no agency. No. <laughs> we have no free will. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to make a pronouncement on that topic we're not here to do that we're here to talk about how this video text addresses it and this video text is taking a more affirmative view one of agency <sighs> but you could disagree. say you know what you could say remember how the episode opened jack yeah a decision was made to start a babysitter's club a decision was made to print flyers a decision made right. was made to hand out it's those flyers chain. And a decision was made to hand one to a young woman all in beige. Yeah. And now we have the agency. And there is no agency. Right. It's all predetermined. Yeah. Okay. And that is interesting. And that's what the, the, what's the snake called? The Shuayan. That's what she wants us to think about. She's got us all wrapped up in it. Here's something else she's got us wrapped up in, Tanner. Did you notice this? At the two minute and 10 second mark, the clock on Claudia's shelf is shown briefly. You know what time it says? 69. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) 342. So that's significant. Because the Babysitter's Club meetings, as you and I know, are from 530 to 6. Yeah. Well, and there is a Bible pa- passage. And there is a Bible passage. Yes, yes, three, yes. <laughs> Lamentations 3.42, we have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. We have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. Who and are they talking about? Not. You have not forgiven. Well, so who's the we in this case? Because I want, it, there is no way that Rachel and Joanna would make the mistake. They're showing us this clock, and we know what time it is because it's a babysitter's club meeting. It is somewhere between 5.30 on the fucking dot and 6 on the dot. Christy runs a tight ship. Yeah. So the fact that it says 3.42 on Claudia's clock is clearly of significance. Yeah, they are, they are pointing us to something. They and want so, us to notice that. But who has sinned and who has rebelled and who has not forgiven? Is it Anne? Maybe it's us. I don't know if we're the sinners and the rebels. Yeah. Or if we're the one who are offering or withholding forgiveness. Yeah. And maybe the girls or maybe Rachel and Joanna have sinned. It's so hard to yeah, say. Yeah, and this is, back, this is back to the Garden of Eden stuff, isn't it? It's back to the fucking snake in the garden. And uh, you know what? I'm inserting us into this narrative. Yeah. We're like two... Mythical animals who didn't make the ark. Right. We are so insignificant in the, the grand scheme of things and forgotten because by Because they haven't put us on the show yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're a couple of dodo birds who got on late. And I think maybe the rebels are Joanna and Rachel and the the one who will who's doling out forgiveness is Anne. Right. And we're not even a part of this equation yet. 
I think that's right. So it's a message for Anne. It's Rachel, we, it's Rachel, because now it's we, right? Before it was just I. It was the hand of God. But now it's the hand of God and the Shwayan, right? So now it's finally we, and they have sinned and rebelled by creating this unauthorized... You know what it is? Fucking hell. That's what Lacey says, right? It's, it could be a message of defiance to Anne. Hey, I took your idea and I did it better. Welcome to the free market. If you're Anne and you see that, what are you thinking? About a Netflix show about your idea, about your IP? I'd be pissing my pants. I'd be pissing my pants. Or if I was... <laughs> would you really... Okay, because yeah. I think you should try to put yourself in. I'm thinking of Anne as being a pretty powerful player in this equation. You think it's still scary? Oh no, sorry, pissing my pants with just out of, of with sorry, rage. pissing my pants because I'm so rich from having made so much money off the Netflix show <laughs> that I can just go through pants okay. like it's nothing. Okay. I'm not going to go to the bathroom. No, I'm just going to go right in my pants. Okay. I'll that, just get a new fine. pair of pants. All of my butlers come put a new pair of pants on me. Okay. Because I'm so rich. Yeah. I. You, yeah. You, we may have to ban you from putting yourself in Ann's shoes just in general <laughs> on the show. That's Because we've had, we've had two treatments. <laughs> Both yeah. of them, I think, are not quite right. I think, think about it this way. Just follow me down this path for a second. They say this to Anne through Lacey. Hey, Anne, we defy you. We took your idea and we did it better. And Welcome then the 10 minutes later, they send us a clear signal with a clock that says, essentially, we have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. They're fucking terrified of her. Yeah. They're terrified. Yeah. God, it would have been great to, it would have been, and I think later this episode, we should talk to Rachel about this, if we Okay, that's to. great, and I, Don't you Tanner, think? as you know, we've already recorded our interview with We Rachel, should bring so this up with Rachel later when we talk to Too late to her. bring it up, and For if sure. we don't, it's because we're cowards. Jack, six yeah. minute, 30 second mark. Okay. The girls are headed into the park to do some marketing, hand out flyers mm-hmm. for the Babysitter's Club. Mm-hmm. Imagine their surprise when they see that there are some parents doing yoga in the park and they're already fully kitted out with Babysitter's Club Agency gear. Thermoses and totes. Hats, totes. Yeah. They look dope. I really wanted one of those hats. It's it's a nice logo. Yeah. Jack. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have played this fucking role. (laughs) Yoga dad. Yeah. There's sort of a middle-aged man there. He's doing yoga. Mm Mm-hmm. Could have been me. Yeah. Okay. You could have been a yoga dad. Can you do like warrior? You tell me, bud. Okay. He's doing it. I'm very worried that he's going to throw out his back. And no is the answer. My back actually is thrown out right now from having lifted miles (laughs) up yesterday in, in kind of a funny way. Okay. So I don't actually can't do warrior right now, but I think I no. probably could. What you did was was like I I'll I've seen what warrior is and that's not it. What I'll describe it as is like someone who like in their youth could do the splits and thought they might try it after like 30 years and immediately gave up. <laughs> like yeah. I, like my back is literally as... quite like thrown out right now. Like I'm in agony. Yeah. Yeah, from I'm lifting miles that. in a funny way yesterday. Yeah. Um, 
One minute later, Jack. Seven minute, 30 seconds. Yeah. Jack could have played this fucking role. Okay, because I've got one for myself, but I'm interested in your pitch. Okay. Yeah. Here's my me. pitch. Yeah. The Babysitter's Club Agency keeps sending the babysitters on bogus babysitting Oh, yeah. I forgot to say missions. that in my recap. It's very funny. They like They set up babysitting missions for like people who don't want it like marianne shows up to a house and there's a man an old man there and he says he can change his depends on his own and i think you think i could have done that i don't need my depends changed i can do it myself walden greedy uh okay cast us in this show i could have been yoga dad fit young handsome doing the warrior pose confidently Jack could have easily played this decrepit old man who doesn't need his adult diapers changed by because I'm such a talented actor. Yeah, and older than me. Yeah. Okay. Here's a role that I want older than me, and I'm aware that this role may possibly just knowing how you operate. I'm aware that this role may transgress into one of our segments. So you can tell me after I say it if it has. But it's one of my favorite moments in the video novel uh christy has persuaded all of the girls to wear like sandwich boards yes and bang kettlebells this happens in the book too as they like walk around advertising the babysitter's club to try to uh contradict the babysitter's club agency and at the 12 minute and 35 second mark a car drives past screeches to a halt and a girl rolls down the window and pokes her head out and says, you look stupid. Yeah. I think I could, I went so far as to like try a bunch of different treatments. Okay. Can we hear some of them? Yeah. You look stupid. That's good. It's I, I'm going to reserve judgment. I want to hear a few okay. more. And here's one that's kind of more questioning. You look stupid. What do you think of that? I don't love questioning, I'll be honest. Can I hear angrier? <laughs> you look stupid. That's good. I That's angry. Clear. Yeah. Um, here's something I know about you, Jack. Yeah. You have a lot of respect for the social contract. If anyone approaches you on the street and tries to talk to you or engage with you in any way, you literally... Flat out ignore them. <laughs> that is true. To the yeah. point that it's like rude. It's pretty awkward if you're with And me. it becomes awkward. And I know that if anyone was walking down the street with sandwich boards advertising their babysitter's club, you would ignore them. If it were teens, I wouldn't. Because it's part of... Okay, so you're saying you would call them If it were wholesome stupid. teens... No. I'm <laughs> so I'm saying you're wrong for this role. We've yeah. got a good role for you, though. It's old man who can change okay. his own diapers. Fine. That's fine. Okay, here's one. It's a hot segment of ours. Okay. It's called our... Strike against the Patriot! Yes! And there's a big one. It's Christy. Oh, wow. I have a strike against the Patriarchy who's in a different character. Okay, here's mine. Uh, Batgirl is showing off her ring. Christy says, ooh, Mom, what is that? Batgirl goes, oh, this? Watson had his family ring size for me. It's something, isn't it? Christy says, Frankly, I don't see why you need it to signify you're taken. Like, property. What's next? Are you going to start walking behind him all the time? That's funny. That's funny. And then she says, Yeah, I want you to go further and refer to me as of Watson. From yeah, it's on. very funny. <laughs> Batgirl's, 
Batgirl's that good girl in this show, and she's very funny. It. Yeah, she's very funny. Um, Jack, yeah, you should support women. Okay. When one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Oh yeah. Okay. You remember who said? You remember who? What strong girl boss female character said that? Lily. Lacey. Lacey. <laughs> Forgot her name. Lewis. You know why? Because I was thinking of Lily Ledbetter. And what's more girl boss than to think about that while we're talking about taking down the patriarchy? So look who's the asshole now. Stacy goes and confronts Lacey. And yeah. Lacey, the first, she's like, hey, you stole this idea from us. And Lace, the first thing Lacey says is, you should support women. And one of us succeeds, we all succeed. And I was just like, it's yeah, very good. Right. It's very funny. I really loved it. Um, that's good. That was my strike against the patriarchy. They took. Uh, I just want to talk about this in the context of another segment. We have, I want to talk about this other segment in the context of what we call it. It's the segment is called hashtag swoon. They're trying to set us up to be hashtag swoon over Sam. Yeah, but Stacy literally says at the end of their interaction, Sam shows up and he's like playing a fucking bass riff. He just like pops his head in. He's like, he's like, hey, oh, listen to you this. You got a bunch of your girlfriends over. I'm playing bum, a bass. Bum, I'm bum, working on this bum, bass. Bum, riff. Bum, bum. Um, and then Stacy gets pretty hot under the collar. And then later she says, "I wasn't swooning over Sam. My blood sugar was dropping." So okay. she does say almost hashtag blood sugar, literally. But she almost says hashtag swoon. And I feel like you've taken me to task. For saying that the teens don't say that, but here's a literal teen she influence. Hashtag swoon. She said, "I'm swooning over him," but it's actually hashtag is implied. So like often maybe, with teens, hashtag, hashtag blood is sugar. implied. In that same moment, Jack, when Sam yeah. pops his head in to say hello to the girls and show off his indigata Davida baseline, yeah, he says what I think is probably the best. <gasps> Yeah. Stacy is flummoxed by his dreaminess mm-hmm. and is searching for something to say. And she says, Oh, you're in high school, right? Do you know the girls from the Babysitter's Club Agency? And he says, Oh, yeah, I think I know them. They like did that commercial, it was really good. Yeah. And Christy was like, Sam, they stole that idea from us. It's we're a babysitter's club. And the burn that Sam says at the 10 minute 50 second mark is that's what your club is. I thought you just sat around and talked about babies, you know, (laughs) (laughs) which is an understandable mistake. Yeah. And a good burn. It's a very funny. And I'm realizing it's kind of a burn on us because we're the babysitter's club club. And often all we do is just sit around and talk about our babies. Talk about babies. God damn it. And how what a fucking nightmare. Young men are, yeah. <sighs> yeah, Sam's <sighs> cool. I like Sam in this. Um, can I say my burn? Please. It's actually kind of a burn on Sam. So, okay. turnabout is fair play. Christy says to Marianne at the two-minute mark. Marianne, why do I love going over to your house so much? And Marianne says, Because it doesn't smell like a teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> they smell. That's good. Charlie and Sam smell bad. Yeah, it's also like a burn on Batgirl for like keeping a smelly house well she's a busy woman yeah and she's about to abandon this house yeah she's about to move into she's this fucking mansion. burn it to the ground yeah um we're gonna have, I have to, to we have to talk about the end of this episode because it was okay, so moving and so touching okay. and i know and it we're, is a, we're pressed for fact, time we have to get over to rachel 
But yeah, or sorry, the hand of God. But yeah, Jack. Yeah, did you cry? Yeah, you fucking bet I did. Here's how I wrote it down. I didn't want to write down the lyrics. Is that what you call it when you do yeah. screenwriting? We should ask Rachel that. Yeah, let's make sure to ask Rachel that. Or uh, just make sure to say lyrics so she knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. So I just wrote down the sequence of events, and here's what I've written that genuinely made me fucking cry. When they're all supportive of Stacy, that made me cry. And then specifically when Mrs. Johansson supports Stacy in front of the crazy parents. In this version of the Babysitter's Club... Charlotte Johansson has two moms. Yes. So there's a and we will have to differentiate Johansson's from one another. One of them is a we doctor. Know one, one of them, them is, is a called, teacher at the school. And the, the doctor is named Peggy. Peggy. Okay. She said so her name. Peggy Johansson. So the girls support Stacy. Stacy's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to be friends with me anymore once you saw the viral video of me having a diabetic attack and I guess joining the Space Marines. Gene seed implant. Yeah. 22 different bionic implants they put into Space okay. They put a second heart in them. But, wow, that's cool. It's a pretty traumatic reaction. But the girls are supportive of her. They're like, no, we're we're worried about you. And Christy's like, I have like plenty of people who have diabetes in my life. It's not a big deal. We we care about you. And that made me fucking cry. And then they have this like parents meeting where all the parents of Stony Brook show up in uh, Backerl's house. Mm-hmm. Or I guess, no, it's Maureen's. They show up in Maureen's house. And they're not great. They're like very Stony Brook parents. Some of them are fine. Like, Some I, of them I should are like, be. I am worried. What if she has a diabetic attack while she's looking after my child? And it's like, come on, fuck people. But yeah. Peggy stands up and is like, hey, I'm a doctor. And like, this is cool. And not only is it cool, but Stacy's like incredibly responsible about it. And that made More me responsible cry. than most kids because she has to manage her illness at the same time. Yeah, and then all of the parents become supportive of Stacy, and then that was the third time that I cried. Yeah, and then the time I cried was just a second later. Yeah, where Stacy is recapping the events, and she says, "That was when I realized I belonged, not just to the club, to something bigger, a community, and they liked me just the way I was." That's nice. And she, of course, is talking about the Imperium of Man. Yeah, the Space Marines. A collection of a million planets spanning tens of thousands of years across the cosmos, united under one emperor and one flag. Isn't the emperor dead? He's not dead. He's in a death-like state, but okay. he's kept alive by the sacrifice of 3,000 living human beings every okay. single day. Are you impressed that I know that? <laughs> you and I have talked about it in relation to this. <laughs> That's just from listening to my own podcast. <laughs> Uh, new baby bees. We're not going to tell you why you're bees, but we will tell you that the Babysitters Club series has a lot of cross pollination with the Warhammer 40k narrative universe. Yeah, shared universe with Warhammer 40k, sort of the grim dark universe. Okay, here's what we're going to do. On that note, we're going to throw to our interview. We, with oh, Rachel. we should make sure to ask Rachel about that. This okay, that's stuff. perfect. That'll remind you we have stuff. already spoken to her, so it's yeah. unlikely. I'm not promising that we will. I'll do my best. Um, here's our interview with the hand of God, Rachel Schuchert. We'll be back to say goodbye. I was trying to think of it, Tanner. I was trying to think, I was saying to you, we should do it like they do it on Pod Save America. I don't, I'm realizing now, cause it, I think that's good. They're like, now here's our interview. And then they do come back and do like an outro. I yeah. don't think they say, we'll be back to say goodbye. 
It's like, and now Joe Biden's campaign manager, Jen O'Malley Dillon, will be back to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Um, uh, but we will. And here's Rachel now. Yes. Thank you, Rachel. Um, okay. And thank you, Jack. No. Good. Perfect. Great. Now here's the interview. And scene. That picture on Instagram that Jamie posted of Miles looks exactly like you. It's really Which cute. one? He's just like one sitting under a couch pillows. cushion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, he does look just like me. It's a cute one. <sighs> uh, thank you. Uh, by, by extension, you're saying that I'm cute, so. Yeah, I'm realizing that I've said that, and I'm wondering if there's any way I could, uh, I could walk that back. Unfortunately, we don't have time. Rachel has entered the waiting room for the meeting, so. Great. Great. We're going to admit her now. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're not quarantined together? No, Jack lives in Austin <laughs> and I live in Brooklyn, unfortunately. So you're kind of always quarantined separately. Yeah. Right before you got on, Jack um, was talking about how he saw a picture of my one-year-old son and said that he looks just like me and that he's very cute. And can we get you to ar- arbitrate something for Yeah, us? I'm trying to walk it back because I'm worried that- Is Jack saying that I'm cute? Yeah. I think Jack is saying that you were probably a cute baby. I don't want to have said that either. Um, <laughs> but thank you for arbitrating it. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm a, I'm a new we're, fan. We're, we're <laughs> new fans as well. Um, first of all, am I pronouncing your name? Is it Shuckert? Shukert. Shukert. Okay, we, so we have been pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. I looked it up on a pronunciation site today, and it said... <laughs> It said to, to pronounce it Shukert, even though we'd been saying Shukert. And then the weird thing that happened was it was it gave me two options: one for just the name Shukert, and one for Rachel Shukert. So you're like famous enough to just be. I'm. I'm on a pronunciation side. I'm, I'm genuinely amazed by that. You know, it's funny. I think that like the actual um, German pronunciation of it is like Shukert. Okay. That's sort of how my grandfather would say it, but then it got more anglicized as time went on. Okay, so we've all been pronouncing it. Yeah, we're fine. Like, <laughs> like, I don't want it to rhyme with, like, fuckert. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sensible. Um, well, welcome, and thank you for talking to us. We, I just finished watching, about 10 minutes ago, uh, The Truth About Stacy. Yeah, me too. Um, and I have, I have wiped the tears from my eyes. Uh, I did yeah. uh, physically cry actual tears, somewhat unexpectedly. <laughs> Even though you know the truth about Stacey all too well. It was the speech to the parents that really got me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a weird state to be in at 4 p.m. in the afternoon (laughs) on a Wednesday. And I had to explain to my wife why I was crying in the living room. Your wife who I think I know. I think I know your wife from New York. Yes. Jamie Green. Yes. Yes. I think you guys are friends on Twitter. I think she, was she involved in the theater? Or like Bars Nova? She was involved in the theater. I think a theater company called MCC, mm. but I can't quite remember. That's 100% how I know her from long ago. <laughs> okay, yeah. That was ages ago. Yeah. Well, now now we can say to her that we know you, so she's got nothing on us anymore. <laughs> I think we're also Facebook friends, actually. So. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. She won't even accept my friend request. <laughs> well, I didn't know that you were married to her. Until I listened to like a little bit of the podcast from that you did, guys did of the first episode. 
where you mm -hmm. mentioned that I was Twitter friends with her. And then I realized that like, oh, he's married to Jamie Green. Yeah. Yep. I'm married to her. Yep. I know her pretty well. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a little bit of our show. We appreciate it. We hope we're doing your show justice. We were obviously nervous about the, uh, the TV series, uh, but so far we've only watched three episodes, so I don't want to make any comments about the entire run but we i think we really loved it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so far it's really great so far it's good you guys are scholars so <laughs> we're i would describe myself as the foremost babysitters club scholar uh in the world i really do think i probably know more about the babysitters <laughs> club than most people like short of like maybe Anna Martin, and I am to understand possibly Mark Feuerstein, who apparently knows quite a bit about the Babysitter's Club as well. Yeah, Mark Feuerstein's daughters were very big fans of the Babysitter's Club, which was okay. um, part of why he was willing to be involved. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we love Watson. Uh, we've got a whole yeah, segment. Watson. Oh, yeah, I know. Watching Watson. Watson. Watson Watson. I feel like in the books, Watson never really popped for me. We just know that he's bald and he's rich which yeah. feel pejorative in today's climate, both of those things. Right. Well, and he has a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has a heart attack. I guess I'll admit now we've been emailing a little bit with Mark, and I did warn him <laughs> that uh, Watson has a heart attack in the books. So I just wanted, like, I wanted him to prepare, like, make good character choices, you know? Yeah, we don't want you to have to deal with the fallout from that, because yeah. I'm sure he's going to be worried that you're going to kill off his character. I don't think we're going to kill off his character. <laughs> How about a spinoff? <laughs> Watson in Heaven. Like it's the, just called. Like The Good Place, but starring Watson Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mark Evan Jackson can just be in it also. <laughs> um, am I am I right that you have a human child as well? I do have a human child, yes. Um, he's three. My he's three, okay. Mine is uh, just approaching three. Oh, it's a good age. Something happens it's when they good. turn three and suddenly they become like really nice and fun. He's nice and fun. He did say to me yesterday, uh, Sarah was like, do you want to say I love you to Dada? And he was like, but I don't love him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair enough, dude. <laughs> Make your own choices. My son, um, Theo is his name. And he's been, he's kind of coming out of it now, but he was in a phase a few weeks ago where everything, he, I hate that. I hate yeah. that. I hate the baby. Like, he just had a new, my sister just had a baby, like, and he just came like, I hate baby Amelia. I hate her. It's <laughs> fair That's enough. Nice. I can't wait for my son to start expressing his opinions like that. Yeah. Right now, he just walks around the house and screams, <laughs> which is like fun in its own way, but. They're all going a little bit crazy. Like, he was so done with like the pacifiers and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, he wants them again. And, um, I feel like all of our toilet, tra like potty training progress has really kind of unraveled. It's a tough time to be the parent of a young child. <laughs> Cyril, just my child is named Cyril. He likes Cyril. To, every, pretty much every day watches a documentary about the oceans, creatures of the ocean. Uh, this is like our, you know, like stay at Wait, home. No, Cleo is also obsessed with creatures of the oceans, but he likes that show Octonauts. Where they okay, we don't know that, that one. Show, that, it's like a cartoon, it's sort of, British and they're like animals that live in the octopod, which is sort of a like submarine under the sea and they have adventures. There's eight of them, but they also like learn things about the ocean. So like he learns about like poison dart frogs and like, um, you know, mangrove forests and things like that. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. teaching, him, teaching him how to make poison darts. <laughs> no, it's a poison frog and their skin is poisonous. So you can't touch them. 
Oh, okay. learned- well, then that's good yeah, actually, because now he knows not to touch those frogs if he ever comes across. I know them. if I if he's ever like in the South American jungle, <laughs> <laughs> comes across. A- we don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, we really don't. I feel like more at any time, like that, all anything seems possible more than <laughs> in a survival situation. <laughs> it yeah. could be day after tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> or the day after. Yeah, and like. <laughs> North America freezes over and we have to head south and all of a sudden poison dart frogs are going to be a real problem for all Haunting of us. These, these are all story ideas for you. These are all free story ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, Mallory two. and the haunted poison dart frog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, here's what I'd like to do today, Rachel, with your permission. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask you a few questions about the Babysitter's Club and then maybe spend the, the bottom half of the interview helping you. Um, to kind of just in a free-form brainstorm come up with uh, the characters that Tanner and I can play when you write us into the show. For season two. Uh, for season yeah. two. I know that that's probably not the main thing that you're working on at the moment, so we want to just be of service in any way. That yeah, we and we do We do want to encourage you to prioritize it, obviously. <laughs> I know it's not the main thing you're working on, but it, it should it's be. It's so important, <laughs> though, for actors and writers to be collaborative because I feel mm. like you really bring yourselves to the role, so I'm really excited to hear your input and just kind of how you identify. Yeah, actors, writers, and podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because well, I don't think either of us would consider ourselves actors or writers. Well, in this but... context, you would be an actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then before we get too far into it, do you do you prefer to be called Rachel or do you prefer to be called the hand of God? <laughs> if Rachel is fine. Okay, that's okay. really nice. We weren't Because sure. we do like to get give all the ghost writers from the Babysitter's Club epithets, so yep, it's, it's really your preference. Our casting director let me know that Oh, good. It sounds like we should be talking to your casting director as well. You can probably connect us after oh, this yeah, once we've definitely. kind of figured out figured out the roles. Yeah. Um, what What is your personal relationship to the Babysitters Club? Did you also read them as a as a kid? Oh yeah. Or did you have to like do a crash course? Yeah. No, I was I was very obsessed with them as a kid. I started. I got the first one I ever read um, was The Ghost at Dawn's House, number nine, Ooh, which I got as like a birthday present, just sort of randomly from like someone in my class, and uh, and I wasn't that interested in it. Um, it didn't seem that promising to me. I wasn't really interested in ghosts or babysitting. Um, but one day, I, but I like to read. So one day I just read it, you know, and I was immediately hooked. And then I realized, oh, this is like number nine of a series. There's more of these. And I started reading them. And then it seemed like suddenly all at once, like everybody in my class were was also reading them sort of simultaneously. I don't know how we all kind of like found them at the same time, but we suddenly were. And we would get very intense about them we would like trade them we'd talk about our favorite characters we would sort of sometimes play this like embarrassing game where we would like play the roles of the characters like on the playground and they're gonna do that all the time there's nothing embarrassing nothing to be embarrassed we did it just that last week (laughs) i know and and we and there i feel like all the other girls in my class we were always starting to try we would try to start different clubs sort of inspired by the babysitting club uh, babysitters like sometimes they were babysitting adjacent and sometimes they weren't but a lot of different club structures and I when it was summer I remember I tried to have like a play group for like the neighborhood kids the way that they did I like talked my mother so I was like charging three dollars for them to come and I would like provide a snack and then I was just trying to teach them choreography mostly in the basement (laughs) (laughs) I remember trying to teach them the choreography from the the Michael Jackson bad video and then other choreography to like Broadway shows and things like that um, and then I would make my sister and the neighbor boy, Paul, 
um, as who ultimately became our only um, our only client at the play group. <laughs> um, I made them do a circus act where they played chimps named Simone and Garcia, and they rode like their tricycles around in a circle, like around cones in our back patio. And they had to keep their cheeks puffed out like monkeys the entire time. And if they hit <laughs> their cheeks, I would hit them with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the hitting with the stick part, that does sound very babysitter club Yeah, that's a that's a literal baby parade that you've well, done. Yeah, that's a baby parade. parade. It was um, it was. I just I want to be clear about the stick so that it doesn't get into like. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna open. We're gonna do a cold <laughs> open with that anecdote. <laughs> a gentle reminder, sort of tap with the stick. <laughs> I'm going to pitch this to Slate. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I love the books and I and was very obsessed about them for like two years, you know, and then I kind of aged out of them and started reading other things. And by the time like the TV show was, well, I didn't really ever see the TV show because that was definitely came out at the sort of height of my obsession, but we didn't have HBO, so I didn't ever see it. And then when the movie came out, I had already sort of aged out of the books a little bit. So my babysitter's yeah. was very much the books. Yeah, it's amazing how many people attach to the TV show yeah. theme. To me, that always seemed like this sort of, you know, airsats kind of babysitter's club. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The song is good, I guess. I, the song is cute. I definitely get We've watched a couple a episodes lot. of that HBO show, and it, I don't know, it, it pales in comparison to Anne's work. The level of detail is the not there. <laughs> yeah. The world building. And I feel like HBO had not really gotten into their attention to world building in the way they would later with something like Game of Thrones, which I think is sort of, you know, a good comparison to Stony Brook in terms of its completeness. You're already pitching a Babysitter's Club reboot that's grittier. <laughs> and it's on HBO. A grittier sort of Game of Thrones meets <laughs> <laughs> We really get into like the families in Stamford that we only. <laughs> Netflix is going to be so mad at you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but it's it's a very it's a very complete world. And then when we started talking about, you know, I knew that this project was. Oh God! Okay. Is the child is the child screaming. Is the child is screaming? Is it okay? Can we like pause it for a of second? Course, come of right course, of course. I Bye. totally I'm understand. Sit with him to nap for like two seconds. I'll okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Tanner, you and I are going to keep talking. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about? Um, we can talk about anything. How do you think this is going? I think go pretty good so far. Okay. I feel comfortable. You're not worried about like how aggressive you're being or anything? Uh, now, well, now now I actually am now. It, and okay. it, I hadn't previously been. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I don't you're think not. you are. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely not. But I don't think you are. But like, okay. you know, in case that's something you want to keep in the back of your mind. Okay, no, that's and it is now something that's going to be just kind the of aggression lodged. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you think I should tone it down? No, no, no. I'm no. not saying okay. anything at all. Turn it up. You think it's not enough? Oh, I wouldn't turn it up. I wouldn't turn it up. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Because I'm not used to interviewing, and I do want to. Yeah, no, it shows. It shows. Get to the main point here, which is our <laughs> roles on the show. Yes. <laughs> oh, there goes my boy. Is that your boy? You should yeah. bring. We should bring all our kids in and just have them talk to each other. My boy's pre-verbal. Here's what we should say to. Here's and let's practice this, Tanner. What we should say to Rachel and practice it so it se sounds like seamless and is like easy and a fun joke, and we can workshop it. Is when she okay. comes back, one of us can be like, "Hey, I guess this is a literal babysitters club now." 
Okay. Because we're all like looking after our babies in one way or another. What do you right. think? Do you want? You'll say it. What? Let's practice it. What's a good way of like? Okay. So she comes back in. and it's like, oh, is your son okay? <laughs> do you, you want to be you, Rachel? You want to be her? Uh, yeah, he's fine. So he just likes to oh. uh, me to sing uh, to him a little bit while he's uh, going to sleep. I guess this is a literal babysitter's club, hey? <laughs> We were workshopping a joke to say when you came back. Yeah, you kind of caught us in the middle of it. I was playing the part of you, Rachel. So <laughs> what I. What do I <laughs> You were. Because <laughs> I think all three of our kids are making noises at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Boys, we have it's three boys we're talking about. Three boys, yeah. Yeah. This is a sadness that you may experience with your child uh, if you haven't already. Tanner and I bought some Babysitter's Club dolls to play with on the podcast um, a little while back, like original ones from like the 80s. Um, and when th- we were done with them, I proudly gave them to Cyril as a gift. And he immediately said, I don't want to play with dolls. And I was just like, where Like, where did you learn that? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Like, weird, right? Like my my son doesn't want a haircut. He says he wants his hair to be like really long. Right now, he's just in a whole thing. Okay. I think what it is, honestly, is he's just become incredibly resistant to change of any kind because this whole world has been upended by a global pandemic. That's understandable. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. That makes sense. He doesn't want you to cut his fingernails. He doesn't want you to cut his hair. He doesn't want like he doesn't want you to change the sheets. Like he's turning into Howard Hughes. He's like the aviator. Yeah. <laughs> in order to control his environment but um but sometimes i say things like oh well then i'll put a ribbon in your hair i'll put a bow in your hair because it's so long and pretty and then he like loses his mind he's like no no i hate ribbons and bows bows." i'm like i don't know where this comes from (laughs) my kid will pretty much put up with anything he's still small enough what's your little boy's name his name is miles miles from tomorrowland well, there are some some who say that he's named Miles after Ellen Miles, the Babysitters Club ghostwriter, <laughs> fellow ghostwriter, fellow ghostwriter, <laughs> one of the pantheon along with you. Oh my so, god! Yeah, there's, to think yeah about. there's a whole bunch of us. I don't know any of them except for um, David Leviathan. The old- oh, the Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. epithet for him. What's he like in real life? As scary as as we describe him <laughs> in our podcast. <laughs> No, he's not scary, but he definitely is like the keeper of knowledge. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and he secretes them in the form of pearls. Yeah, we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, we, we know show. all this stuff. Yeah. This he is lives well in the basement of Scholastic. Yeah. He's a giant monster. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing he doesn't know about <laughs> So we've heard. Um, what I would love to do is, is help you kind of workshop just a character. Obviously, this is just going to be a sketch. You, w- The characters that you make for us is all your work. We're not going to... Yep. We, we just want to kind of weigh in. Um, we'll maybe start with existing characters in, in I guess, the series. I, I guess we should stop really quickly yeah. and say that Rachel is the writer and showrunner yeah, sure. of The Babysitter's Club. Yeah, so that's great. Maybe we didn't describe that to our audience <laughs> at the top of the segment. <laughs> But that's great, Tanner. Thanks for taking the the helm yes. there. <laughs> so you should. So you're really, really can do it for us. Can help us. I can make it happen. It's it's absolutely secure these roles. Yeah. So let me throw some names out. We again, neither of us have seen the whole series. So if there are already characters, I guess you can just replace the actors. It happens all the time. They did it. Yes, in yeah, it so, um, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Prezioso. Well, it's interesting that you say that because mm-hmm. um, Jenny Prezioso 
is is not quite as she is in the books in this world. So um, you should watch the next episode and then, but you, yes, you'd be wonderful. Thank you. I don't believe he's a speaking role. <laughs> that's okay. That's better. We're, neither of us are very good. He actors. just needs. He just needs to be watching <laughs> boys basketball on television. He rests <laughs> the emergency room, you know, with his wife in a in a dither. Oh right, Marianne yeah. saves the day. That's a prezioso. Heavy and book. he's yeah. maybe distracted. There's boys basketball on the TV oh, and the, yeah. the hospital. Well, and he's please tell me it. you included the boys basketball. Um, we actually. Uh, I don't. Is it okay to say spoilers? I don't want to spoil things. For yeah, no, that's fine. All, all of our listeners have watched it like five times over. Um, the boys' basketball is now uh, a matinee of My Fair Lady in the City. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, too. Because, I'll tell you what. We had to figure out a way that they would have their phones off and be unreachable. And if you're at basketball, oh, you probably have your phone on because it's like not. But if you're actually at like a play, you have to turn it off. Right. That's yeah. so smart. Marianne says in her message to the Preziosos, "You're probably not answering because my fair lady has a long first act, which it does." <laughs> I love the attention to detail. That's so. Did you have that clear phone that yourself as a kid? Because I had it in my room I as a teen. Coveted that phone, and I never had it. I had a different. I, I had like a very basic phone when they finally let me. And I never had my own line. There was just like a phone jack in my room, so they let me have an extension, but it was not that phone. But I wanted. I was always trying to figure out ways to get that phone. Like, do you remember how in comic books they used to have that, like, um, where you could sell some mysterious thing and get points and get a prize? Mm-hmm. Uh, the phone. Yeah. I remember the phone. I never got to do it, but because you needed like fifteen dollars to like put yourself in business, and I didn't have the fifteen dollars. Or like use your camel cash, like frantically smoking pe- like packs <laughs> of cigarettes. <laughs> I definitely had some camel <laughs> just, just put away for a rainy day. <laughs> but I never got that phone, though. I had it. I think it just magically appeared in my room one day. I have no, I d- deeply remember the phone, but I have no recollection of like the campaign to my parents to get it for me. It just like yeah. magically appeared one day. That makes sense. I don't remember ever seeing it in like a store or anything like that. It would just sometimes be in other people's bedrooms. And I was like, that's the phone. Yeah. I think I just saw it on TV and movies. Yeah, and then the earlier version of the phone was, do you remember that Snoopy phone where, like, Snoopy was, like, standing holding the receiver? Totally. A statue of Snoopy with, like, a phone (laughs) receiver attached to it. For sure. (laughs) I guess we're all the same. Um, Can I pitch a character for to be written into season two that I'll maybe play? Yeah. And I'm happy to audition. Of course, of course, happy to audition. Well, you know, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not saying you have to hand me the role. Everyone's doing tape now anyway, so, you know. Yeah, just yeah. don't put us against each other, please. No, no. That's what our well, one... I don't think, Yeah, Jack, I don't think you have the chops I... to play this character. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I have the... The, the breadth. Depth, yeah. the breadth to really expand into this role. Um, Peter Black, he's a fellow... <laughs> Sort of thirteen-year-old boy with it's the girls. Sometimes love interest, right? Yes. Uh, we can we can eliminate that aspect of it if I'm playing the role. But together, right? I feel like they go to dances together sometimes when, like, yeah, just as friends. friends. Yeah, friends. yeah, like you know, because I feel like Sam Thomas is always the sort of unreachable goal, right? Yeah, I just think I can really pull off P. Black. I'm cool. People like me a lot. Like mm-hmm. class president sort of vibes. Um, as a choice for Pete Black, like these kind of. I can lose the glasses. I'll lose. No, the glasses. I like that. Oh wow! Good. Oh, you like? Oh, uh, Tanner, put him back oh, on. He's so desperate, Tanner. 
I can yeah. shave too. I haven't shaved in a couple days, so I think I can really, you know, I can pull off thirteen-year-old boy if I have to. What, I am a thirty-six-year-old man. The history but... of Pete Black is that he's actually an undercover journalist pretending to be a thirteen-year-old boy. Never... <laughs> oh, I love that, and that's a great character choice for me, and I can really use that. No it's very like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I think this is great. I really think we're getting somewhere. Um, what about? I, I guess the do you have do you have a trip man? Truth about Pete, we don't we don't have the trip man yet. I don't know if we're gonna do the trip man, but that's an interesting thought. Okay, I yeah. can't play golf very well, but I'm not sure. If I trip can. Man... I can. I can. You can All right. play well... Don's dad's boyfriend because on our show, Don's dad is gay. There's no control. okay. Jack. Jack Schaefer. Jack. Jack Schaefer. Yeah. There's um. There's no Carol. There's Gus. Okay, I could be a Gus. All right, I like this. Yeah. Wait, sorry, do you already have Jack Schaefer cast? Uh, no, not really. We have. Okay, so Jack is Jack, and I'm Gus. <laughs> um, but we don't see a lot of him in this first season because it's just like she facetimes with him extremely briefly. But like that could be anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to give a hard time to the lovely actor that played him, but you know, <laughs> could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland Daddy. That's your. That's got Jack Sh- Sh- Shepherd. Oh, I yeah. can't even like separate the two. <laughs> um, they go to Disneyland a lot. I would too, honestly, if I lived in Palo City, California. I mean, I I live in Los Angeles, and I have been to Disneyland one time since my son was born, and we went like three weeks before like the world shut down. We went like February twenty oh eighth. <laughs> was it a nightmare with a two and a half year old? I feel like it's no. A actually, it was fucking great it was great. really we had the best time we were all so happy it feels like it was like before the war now you know <laughs> you're looking back on like you know the stories of like people before you know they invaded poland that's what it feels like happy being in the alps no sense of the wars <laughs> oh yeah singing <laughs> singing to their house full of children we have daycare back briefly but it's gonna go away again so we're like we're ready for just like we have like a rigid schedule between my wife and me for just like who's working and who's not at any given minute of the day yeah. uh, while we're watching our our fairly nice child. Babysitter's yeah. Club. It's an irony that it, this has come out at a time when babysitters have never seemed more out of reach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Baby, it's like Tanner and I. So Tanner and I are reading the Friends Forever series at the moment. We paused it because you, I guess, decided to release the show. 10 weeks too early for us, but that's all right. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's honestly fine. Um, I never read the Friends Forever ones, I have to say. The thing we miss is like, is what we call the good, clean babysitting fun. Yeah. And that's like, and there's like n- double nostalgia for that now. Cause it's like, I, I have nostalgia for when we could get a babysitter to have a good, right. clean babysitting you fun with our child. We went for dinner. Telephone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we run out of time, it sounds like a lot of the characters that we pitched already are covered or you've cast people. So we have some original IP. Mm-hmm. We thought we could pitch your way right, now and I just see maybe to, there's a fit on the I show. Like before we start this, I just need like a waiver that like if these characters. <laughs> yeah. If you so if you use any of these characters and we'll speed this up in post. So it's like very quick, like in commercials. Yeah. But I'll just say it really quickly. If Babysitter's Club, TV show, Walden Media, Scholastic, or any associated properties, or any associated properties, uses the ideas pitched by Tanner Greenring or Jack Shepard in an interview with Rachel Schuchert, Tanner and Dak get 100% of profits from the show and executive <laughs> producer credit. <laughs> Great. 
That's great. That sounded really good. That's just boilerplate stuff. You don't need to worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I guess the first character we have is he's kind of a business tycoon in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Um, eventually he goes on to buy the babysitters club and incorporate it into his umbrella company called Hardbody Industries. And his name is Goliath Hardbody. And I am happy to play the Goliath Hardbody part mm-hmm. if you need someone for that part. Because he's got like a bit, a lot of business savvy, a lot of business know how. He like can coach the girls on how to sort of like a, a lot like Watson does in the first episode. A lot like Watson does. Do you feel like he's sort of is he sort of like a Jack Donaghy or is he like a you know or is he sort of more of he's more of like an Elon Musk? <laughs> he's a little bit of both. He's definitely got the like confidence of a Jack Donaghy, but he definitely smokes weed like Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> I would say physically, he's sort of Daniel Craig-ish. <laughs> see, see, yeah, yes, that works. So you could really fill the oh, role perfectly. Well, I see why you're picking yourself for the role. No, because that's exactly what you look like. I mean, yeah. the audience knows that, Tanner right? will shave yeah. his head for the role, too, if need be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's and I can, I can send you my character Bible on Goliath Harbody <laughs> if you want to incorporate him into the show. Great. Excellent. Um, yeah. The only other idea that I have at the moment, and again, we can just spitball and we can talk afterwards. You can have your people talk to our people, whatever works best for you is, I don't know if you have a boo-boo yet, but I could do like like mocap kind of. Oh, like Andy Circus. Because I want to be in, like in one of those just like full body, like blue suits with, with like a tennis ball on my head. Yeah, you know what? I actually think we haven't cast boo-boo okay. yet. Okay. But what if you become Boo-Boo's human form after Morbid <laughs> See, th- that's perfect. See, this is perfect. I really like that. <laughs> Morbid of Destiny's curse is lifted. <laughs> and it turns out Boo-Boo was a 42-year-old man <laughs> this entire time. Oh, yes. But have you forgotten how to speak? Do you feel like you still communicate in cat? And then, like, maybe Jesse's secret language is that she has to teach you how to speak like a human. This is very good. This is perfect. And it's good for me because I'm not great at memorizing lines. I should say that again. And that's going to be in my writer is no no memorizing of lines. (laughs) Well, that's because someone will have to translate for you who can memorize. Only Karen can understand you. That would be great. And, I, and frankly, I would love to see Karen and, and Jack on screen together. She's magical, that little girl. She's, yeah, she's, she's wonderful. Amazing. We've only seen her in one episode so far, but we really loved her. Um, Sophia, she's like a strange, like genius prodigy. <laughs> we we read the Little Sister books for our Patreon show. We have not one, but two Babysitter's Club podcasts. Surprise. Yeah. Um, you carved out a niche for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we really do love her character in those books as well. Oh, yeah. She's fun. My favorite thing, I remember being very taken with Karen's storyline in um, this Babysitter's on Board, super special number one, which I'm sure you're familiar mm-hmm. with, where she sort of wanders away on the cruise ship and like gets a manicure and gets a coat. Oh, yeah. And charges everything to her room. <laughs> yeah. Well, Watson can afford it. <laughs> being really inspired by that as a child. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, Karen is a wonderful character. Reading a book a week about her has has been a little bit much, too much. Karen, a lot of Karen. Uh, yeah, but she's great. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners? Every I, we have a Facebook group, and pe- people just really, really love the Netflix show. So you're you're doing something oh, right. Good. I'm so happy to know that it was stressful. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Being a show owner is a really stressful job. I don't know. <laughs> People know that. And especially with, you know, like an adaptation that everybody has had in their head since their childhood. It's like, crazy. yeah, it's like worse than Marvel. Yeah. You know, people like yeah, people could happen. get really mad if you messed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like us. So I'm, I'm, yeah. We reserve the right to. We haven't yet. But again, only three episodes we've watched so far. So <laughs> I'm curious to see what you think of it. I feel like we have, you know, deviations. And things. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. Guys. This is so fun. Yeah. Thank you. This was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. All right. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, what a great chat we just what had. What an interview we just had with Rachel. Woo! Did you bring up the Joker. Space Marines thing? I can't even remember. It's, it's I such hope a, so. <laughs> it's such a blur now because I was just, her magnificence basically pushed me to the ground with the force of her glory. Yeah, like a shatter spell in D&D. And I remember nothing. Yeah. Um, Rachel, thank you for coming on the show. It was actually very fun and great to have you. We, we already said that to her. We said that. Yeah. To, we will have said that to her. You were doing this Baby Nation. Again. Yeah. Rachel was great. Please do. They've listened to it. Listen to every single podcast she comes on, appears on, and do Continue watch every watch show, show that she's the showrunner of. Cause... We're delighted to have her on. Um, she said we can call her Rachel. Which is I'm nice. just gonna call her Rachel from now on. Maybe Rach. Well, we should have asked. Let's ask her when we interview her. Okay. <laughs> That's the interviews already happened. What I'd like to remind everyone is that they can subscribe to our Patreon. Anyone can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. It's a whole other show where we talk about the little sister books and we sing the descriptions. It's very good. For just five dollars a month, you can help to support our show. Keep us going. And get a whole other show every week. Buy our dang merch. Bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Yep. We, we got shirts. We got totes. totes we have we shirts. Got... We have stickers, stickers. We have anything you want. We don't yep. sell masks. Someone recently was like, it we sell masks? Like a fucking great idea. Honestly. Fantastic idea. We're going to think about it. Buy our merch. Um, please do rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And join the growing army that is the Baby Nation over at our Baby Nation Facebook group. We would like to thank Rachel Schuchert, the hand of God, yes. for joining us this week and being thank so you, Rich. as to do a nice interview. Um, I would like to thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to thank the Baby Nation for bearing with us. I would like to say that this week we did read a video book, and that video book was called... Babysitter's Club Netflix show, season one, episode three, The Truth About Stacy. Next week, we're going to be reading and perusing and drowning ourselves in the delightful pages of a video book called Babysitter's Club Netflix show, season one, episode four, Marianne Saves the Day. Mm. All that remains is for me to say that my name has been this week, Jack Alexander Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. Take your dream horse. Through that maze, Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. A wet of a cane of cooked mouth. A baby Christmas cup. Come.
I'm taking this moment to eat a cough drop. That's perfect. Um, because Rachel's out of the room. Maybe it'll help grease the pipes a little bit. Make me a little more baritone for when Rachel comes back. Child screaming in the background is just it, during a podcast record is so deeply, profoundly relatable to me. I guess yeah. you don't, your child is like a perfect angel, so you don't have to worry about that. He's sort of cooing delightfully in the other room because mm-hmm. I think Jamie's giving him dinner right now. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really scream in anger or terror. Okay. Are those the two modes that your boy gets mo- most upset in? I would describe it more as like angst. Just like a deep okay. existential void that comes out in the what form of the What does he have to scream? be angsty about? He's a fucking baby. At the moment, it's he's not a baby. He's a big boy. At oh, the moment, true. it's he's snakes. A, a we think a lot, think and talk a lot about snakes. I bought him this uh, five foot snake. Okay, that's it's a stuffed. It's a it's a soft toy, and I asked him what he wanted to call it, and he insists on calling it Uncle Matt, which is pretty scary. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>